Welcome back to another episode of Turf Show Time's Last Minute Thoughts. My name is Robert Finn, as always, with a partner in crime here, JB Scott. JB, the new year is finally here, 2022, and all kinds of promise for the Rams. And we'll talk about that here in a moment. But first, JB, how was your year? How would you sum things up? Hey, it was a pretty good year for the Rams. Uh, 11 wins, and we still got two weeks left. So a lot of change. We know we have a new quarterback and everything else. Um, you know, it's never boring with the Rams, but 2022, I'm sure will be no different. What do you think? You know, never boring is a good way to put it. Uh, very streaky, this team. will go on runs of just incredible wins, um, heartbreaking and dumbfounding losses. And so hopefully uh, they're peaking at the right time. But uh, you know what? We'll, we'll talk about that. And um, I guess we'll just kick things off talking about that right now. Um, JB, November was a November to forget for the Rams. Nothing but L's. December quite a bit different, right? Four game losing winning streak. <laughs> that's 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 a good one. Um, four game winning streak through December undefeated. Uh, what are your thoughts about that? You know, the four game win streak coincides with a three game losing streak for the Cardinals, right? The Rams the Rams have locked up a playoff berth. That's exciting. Um, but really, I think when you take out that three game loose losing streak, the Rams were seven one before that. Um, they've won four in a row. This is a pretty good team. Other, you know, when they don't shoot themselves in the foot, when they don't beat themselves, we saw those turnovers and Matthew Stafford and those three losses spotted the other team considerable amount of points. So um, as long as that doesn't happen in the playoffs, this is a dangerous team. So we'll see how far they can go. Yeah, agreed. And um, I think you touched on something that's really important that, that that gives me confidence heading into the playoffs, because obviously they punched their ticket. Now it's just a matter of how the NFC West is going to shake out. Uh, but the Rams beat themselves in those games with those silly mistakes. Um, what really uh, was um, nice to see uh, Stafford had some of those silly mistakes against Minnesota last week. And um, McVay did something very unlike the Sean McVay that we've kind of known the past couple of seasons and that he leaned on that running game and really uh, reestablished control of that game using the legs of Sony Michelle. And uh, he got it done. Um, JB, how much of a surprise is Sony Michelle and how important is he heading into the playoffs? Man, he was so important. And I think it highlights something that Matthew Stafford over the course of his career has never really had. Um, I wrote a piece about it this week on Turf Show Times. It was Matthew Stafford's first win when he had a pass rating below 50 points. And so he's 1-12 in 12 now in those games. He averages a performance like that about once a year. So really, the, the stark difference between his time at the Rams and Detroit is that he had a running back like Sonny Michel that the Rams could lean on, establish a physical presence. And really, when things weren't going well for Stafford, he you know could have possibly thrown as many as six interceptions at some point. He had a lot of turnover-worthy plays. Uh, but, you know, Michelle kept him consistent, kept him ahead of the change, converted a bunch of short yardage situations, and he was a lot of fun to watch. He kept those legs churning. He sure did. And that's important to note, too, because um, heading into the playoffs, and, and not just the playoffs, but even starting this week and the next, there's some pretty stout defenses 
that they're going to be facing. So um, having that strong running game, I think is not just important to close out the season on a winning note, but heading into the playoffs and, and likely um, going to the road, going on the road to green Bay. I'm just foreshadowing here, JB, it may or may not come to pass. Um, obviously we would rather not see the Packers, but you know what, if we do, Sony Michelle is going to be a key um, to a potential win, but let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Um, so Robert Woods, right? Um, something that's interesting. And um, when when Woods went down, it was heartbreaking for Rams fans, really impacted that offense. I don't think um, we really knew how important he was to um, Sean McVay's scheme until he went down. Now, obviously Odell Beckham Jr. is not the same type of receiver, but it seems like he's beginning to acclimate his way into that offense. And now we're seeing that three-headed monster kind of reappear. Um, JB, how important is um, OBJ's emergence in this offense moving forward? Man, he was fantastic last week. And one thing he does have in common with Woods and Cooper Cup is the run after the catch ability. But it's something the Cleveland Browns never really asked him to do, and it's one of his best skill sets. So I think that's pretty interesting. Um, he's put up a lot of touchdowns. He's been great in the red zone. And we saw Stafford miss him a couple times last week. One could have even been a long touchdown. So he seems like he's really getting acclimated, really feeling comfortable and playing well. Um, maybe there's a little bit of a timing difference or something between him and Stafford, but uh, you definitely see the potential in this relationship, and I think it's going to pay dividends over the course of the remaining two weeks of the season and then into the playoffs too. Absolutely. And um, you know, he's, he's finding his way into the end zone. And, and I think that's important. And it, he's just going to continue to get better within this offense. And what I love to not just see from him, but to hear from him is how unselfish uh, he really is because coming from Cleveland, it kind of seemed like he was a little bit um, salty about the relationship there with uh, Baker Mayfield and the Browns organization, but he's really starting to fit nicely into this Rams. And he seems like he's a very unselfish player. So um, you know what? Glad to have him. Glad he's on the team. And even though I was a little skeptical at first, not because of his attitude necessarily, just how is he going to fit in, but he's found a nice niche in that offense. So um, speaking of the Rams offense, we've kind of touched on it. Stafford, man, oh man, he can be frustrating. This is something I tweeted out um, on Sunday during the Minnesota game. It's, it's, there are times when he is just fantastic and looks every bit of the superstar quarterback that we expected him to be. And then there are moments and oftentimes in the same game <laughs> where it's like, we traded golf for this. Um, so JB, how important is it for Stafford to be consistent, not just this week, not just next week, but more importantly, heading into the playoffs. Sure. I think I get a reputation of being overly critical on Stafford sometimes, but I really think it's worth pointing out that if he has a performance like this in the playoffs, this could easily knock the Rams out. You know, it's really hard to win a game when you lose, you lose a turnover ratio, but and really he's been so great this year at times. The only thing that really gives me pause is you have to win four games in a row to win the Super Bowl in the playoffs. Can you trust Stafford to be consistent for that amount of time? Um, all he has to do is not lose a game and the Rams have a good enough roster to uh, stay competitive and keep it close and make plays at the right time to come over the win. But, you know, we've seen them lose a couple times this year, just because you have turnovers, you get behind the scoreboard early. 
Um, a lot can happen in, in the playoffs. If you're in Lambeau and the conditions aren't good, that can really do you in. Well, he just needs to be consistent for the Rams to be successful. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing that um, I have wondered over the course of the year, because we were all just kind of questioning how Stafford was going to fit in to this um, offense, right? We knew what he's capable of. We've all seen that um, through his years with Detroit, but what he was going to bring, exactly what that was going to look like in a Sean McVay offensive scheme, um, it's exciting, right? It was exciting. Um, It still is. But um, it seemed like in the past – McVeigh was calling plays to kind of protect Goff, right? And what I mean is he couldn't necessarily put the ball in Goff's hands and expect Goff to just go out and win the game for them, right? It's just a matter of, you know, let, let, let's call the plays to not F this up. Almost a game manager type role. Stafford, though, was a little bit different. We thought maybe he's the guy that could lift that team, right? Be the figure to put the team on his back, um, drive them down the field. Is it, do we need to get back to that almost calling a safe game plan to protect him? Just because, like you said, going against some of those teams that they're going to see in the playoffs, a three turnover game would likely bounce them from the tournament. Does McVay need to start maybe considering calling those um, or scheming those games that are almost protecting Stafford does that make sense yeah it makes perfect sense I think it just makes me a little nervous to head down that path you have to be you and Sean McVay and his DNA and I believe Matthew Stafford's the same way they're just aggressive people they want to push the ball down the field and there's ways to do that that don't necessarily put the ball in the harm's way right it's the plays when you're backed up in your own territory you evade a sack and you throw it to a linebacker giving them the ball on the two-yard line like We've seen that situation play out over and over again with Stafford to the tune of maybe three to four times this year. And you just don't expect 13-year vets to make plays like that. And it really is a cause for concern with Stafford. Just don't try to do too much. It's okay to, you know, fall down on that play and, you know, either punt the ball or live to play the next down. But that's pretty concerning for me. Uh, I think you just got to be yourself, though. Keep being aggressive, but be smart about how you do it. Yeah, agreed. I, I like the aggressiveness from McVeigh, but um, yeah, yeah. Let's let's you know pick those spots, right? <laughs> pick those spots. But you know what? They're getting it done. Four wins in a row, and um, confident going into the playoffs. One reason why I'm confident not heading into not only heading into this game but future games is that defense. Raheem Morris got a lot of heat over the course of the year uh, from Rams fans um, because it was, it was a bit of a different look, right? Coming from uh, what Brandon Staley gave us last year um, to this year, a different defense, different scheme. And it took some time for those players to get used to what they were doing or what the uh, assignments were, but it's starting to gel and it's starting to gel at the right time. JB, what do you think about this Rams defense? How much confidence do you have in them? Yeah, I'm happy for Raheem Morris, and I know you're a believer even when things didn't seem to be going well, so it's good to see him come back out on top. I think the biggest difference that that you're seeing on the defense is with the pass rush, and early in the season, they were blitzing Jalen Ramsey. They are just blitzing more often, which is something we didn't see under Brandon Staley a year ago. So you acquire Von Miller. Greg Gaines has turned into a completely different player. He's really been a force on the defensive line, 
So whenever you're able to rush three, four at a time, sometimes five to mix it up, and you can get to the quarterback and you still have all those players in coverage, it's going to work out. I do have concerns about the secondary moving forward. Maybe we'll get into that a little bit. Darius Williams hasn't necessarily been the same player, but um, if the pass rush is good, those things work in tandem, and you don't really need him to be a superstar. Yeah, and I'm actually glad you brought up um, Greg Gaines' name because, and, and we'll pivot to this game coming up specifically because, um, JB, I think like a lot of Rams fans, the memory of that 45-6 to beatdown on Monday Night Football is still ingrained in my mind. <laughs> I think there's a lot of us out there who just want to erase that. Um, interestingly, the Rams are only two and five all time against the Ravens. So not a great track record of success against this team. Um, JB, before we get into the injury reports and what we're looking to see, how do you feel about this game on Sunday? Yeah, that game you mentioned has to be one of the worst losses in uh, the McVay era. The Rams in 2019, they were just on the brink of making the playoffs. We know they were the seventh team this like this time around. All those teams get in. Uh, so that one really hurt, especially late in the season. But yeah, the Ravens are really injury riddled. We'll talk about that. I'm feeling pretty confident, though, and we'll get into the indiv- individual matchups here soon. But the Ravens, they haven't necessarily been the same dangerous team that we've seen the last couple of years. And they seem, you know, susceptible to taking a loss this week. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one thing that I think we should all remember is um, the Rams are used to dealing with um, those mobile quarterbacks. Like you say, well, we'll talk more about that specifically in, here in a minute, but um, that's, that's kind of what gives me confidence going to this game. So I feel pretty good about it overall. Um, but touching back in on Greg Gaines, let's talk a little bit about that injury report. There were some surprising names um, who popped up, specifically Leonard Floyd. Um, but Greg Gaines hurt his hand. He's going to cast it up, and he's going to give it a go. Um, Leonard Floyd has had a nagging ankle injury pretty much all year, if I'm not mistaken, um, about that. How is that going to impact the Rams' um, defensive line, JB? Yeah, I mean, Leonard Floyd's been fighting this since, I think, week two or three, so – it's pretty status quo at this point, but we know how athletic he is, and we're going to need that athleticism this week against Baltimore. Either, or, excuse me, whether you're facing Lamar Jackson or Huntley. So, Greg Gaines broke his hand, has surgery. He's not going to miss a beat. So, that just epitomizes what that guy stands for. He's gritty. He's tough. He's a big, nasty guy. So, glad to have him back. Glad to not have him miss any time, really. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. He's really um, stepped up nicely. Um, in the absence of Sebastian Joseph day Uh, JB. So a guy that really hasn't gotten a lot of press um, I think really ever. And who I feel is a little bit underrated. Another guy who took some heat from Raz fans over the course of the year is Taylor Rapp. Um, I feel he's done a good job at that secondary, obviously, um, or at that safety position. Obviously, he's not a um, a JJ three, right? But that's a, those are big shoes to feel. Um, but he showed up on the injury report too. JB, is that cause for concern in that already thin secondary? Yeah, it's a shoulder injury, so that's concerning. I think you feel Raph's presence in the run game, and that's something that's especially important against a team like Baltimore. Uh, he's really great when he comes downhill and he's making tackles. Struggles a little bit at times in the passing game, 
But against Baltimore, they're going to give you a heavy dose of the run game, and you really need someone like Taylor Rapp to step up. Hopefully he's able to play. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be um, a bigger loss uh, for that Rams defense than a lot of people think if he's not able to go. Um, Speaking of running attacks, let's shift our discussion on injury reports to the offensive side of the football, and we know the name. The man who has made his way back from the IR list, Cam Akers. Now, this this makes me a little bit nervous, JB, because I love Cam. I think Cam has a bright future here in the NFL and with this Rams team specifically. But, 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 but he's coming off an Achilles tear. Um, Not likely to go this week. What can we expect from Cam Akers? And is he going to find his way back onto the field this year, JB? No idea, but he's a guy, when you talk about him as a football player, he has the speed, he's tough, he can catch the football, he can really do it all, and he's, he'll be a good boost for the Rams team in the playoffs if he can come back. But I really, it's a miraculous recovery, uh, unprecedented. I mean, I'm not a medical person, but that has to be a pretty remarkable turnaround to five months later be able to make a comeback. But I'll believe it when I see it. I like to see him get on the field, take a maybe a couple hits and see him get up, and I think that'd be pretty encouraging. But I'm in the believe it till I see it mode. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. And um, I mean, I'm not a doctor either. I'm right there with you. I, I just know what I read, right? <laughs> and um, but one thing that we've seen from athletes coming back from Achilles tears is that they don't necessarily have that burst um, that they had prior to. So it, it'll it'll be interesting to see him um, and whether or not he comes back. What I will say, and just for my own peace of mind, I would like to see a little bit more um, of Sony Michelle, um, him leading the way. I know Hendo is on IR and, you know, they're kind of thin there at the running back uh, position, but uh, Sony's filled in well over the course of the past four weeks and um, no reason to move away from that hot hand. So um, McVeigh, if you're listening, which probably not, but please, 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 please more Sony. Um, give him the rock. Let's talk about the Ravens. Um, you touched on this earlier. Lamar Jackson, uh, not likely to go on Sunday. So they're looking at Tyler Huntley. Um, typically, when we talk about backup quarterbacks coming in and um, starting a game, that's typically good news for a defense. I don't know if this is good news for the Rams or not. I don't know how much of a drop-off um, Tyler Hundley is from Lamar Jackson. He looked good against JB, um, against the Packers, JB. Um, what are your thoughts there? Are you nervous about this? Yeah, Huntley, undrafted free agent, looks like a complete steal for the Ravens, and it's he's pretty much a Lamar Jackson clone. So do you really want that in your backup quarterback whenever your starter can't go? Um, Lamar hasn't quite been the same player that he was his MVP season. He's kind of in the middle of the pack this year. Um, so yeah, Huntley coming in, it's really not that big of a drop off. And we saw him take Green Bay to the brink. They were a two point conversion at the end of the game from knocking off the number one seed in the NFC. So would have done would have done the Rams a lot of favors. But here we are. Green Bay's probably going to lock it up. So um, and with that being the case. Um, 
Huntley starting the game, um, we know they have some, some, some threats on um, that offense, right, at that receiver position. Um, who scares you the most? For me, it's Mark Andrews uh, catching that, 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 that football. We've got to really make sure we got him locked down. But who scares you the most um, on that Ravens offense? I mean, yeah, it's got to be Andrews. He seems pretty quarterback proof. They've had three quarterbacks, three different quarterbacks play recently, and he still puts up the production no matter who's throwing him the ball. So hopefully the Rams have an answer. Maybe we see Jalen Ramsey in the star position matched up against Andrews because we know he can also impact the run game too. You just got to find out a way to take him away because he can really uh, make, make a difference in the game. But the Ravens also have a lot of speed at the receiver position. Marquise Hollywood Brown, Devin Duvernay, they're both questionable, but they have a lot of speed. Former Ram Sammy Watkins, he's really their fourth option. And then you have Rashad Bateman, who's a rookie, first-rounder, I believe, who is an exceptional route runner. Um, for a rookie, that's pretty rare. So they have you know five pretty good receiving threats, and the depth of the Rams secondary is going to be tested tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, and it really will. And not just the depth of the secondary, but I think that defensive line – um, cause Huntley's going to be running all over the place. Those guys are going to get a workout tomorrow. So if they haven't worked on their cardio, um, increase that lung capacity, they, uh, they need to get on that <laughs> because we know an early start and chasing that guy around the field is going to uh, make it tough on them. JB, I'm thinking this could be, it has the potential to be, um, a sneaky shootout. The Ram secondary is a little bit thin. We talked a little bit about that, but so is um, the secondary for the Ravens. Um, We know that they lost some of their bigger names, Marcus Peters, uh, Marlon Humphrey, which is a big loss for them. Um, Anthony um, Everett came in and he was solid for them, right? But he's out too. Are they going to be struggling they got Cooper Cup, OBJ, Van Jefferson, who's stepping up. Um, JB, is this going to be a shootout? Are we going to see a lot of points? Yeah, and Marlon Humphrey was playing exceptionally well. Maybe one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL up to that injury, so you hate to see that for him. But, yeah, I don't think the script for beating the Ravens really changes, whether it's Lamar or Huntley at the quarterback position. If you can build an early lead and you can get them out of their commitment to the run game, maybe force them to pass the ball a little bit more, uh, you can really put them behind the eight ball and really take over control of the game. So these injuries in the secondary, uh, we saw what Cincinnati and Joe Burrow did to them last week. Uh, Burrow threw for 525 yards, four touchdowns. That really probably has Matthew Stafford drilling, I think. But you build an early lead, uh, you can really control the game and maybe make things difficult for Huntley just because that's a lot of pressure for an unproven backup quarterback to handle. Yeah, and, and that's really what it's about, right, is, is, is making sure he feels that pressure there at, at home. They are beatable this season. We've seen that. Um, the Rams are, are, are hot. They can, they can put an end to the playoff talk there in Baltimore. So um, hopefully they can exact a little bit of revenge from that Monday night beatdown we talked a little bit about earlier. Um, so looking at potential matchups, we know that um, on the offensive side of the football, um, the Rams' strength really, I don't know. I, I don't know if they necessarily have a strength. Potent, it, either way, I think, depending on how that offense is schemed, they can um, ride Sony Michelle. We've seen that. Uh, but Cooper Cup, I don't know. Have you heard of Cooper Cup? Did you, have you heard that name before? I, I'm not sure if you have. Um, he's having a heck of a season. 
<laughs> so uh, Cooper Cup needs 266 yards to reach 2,000 yards in a season. Um, the record for anyone listening um, for yards in a game is, I believe, 300, 336 by a man named Flipper Anderson, who was also a Ram. Uh, JB, can Coop make 2,000 yards in a season? And if he can, can he do it against the Ravens? Wow, Rob, really seems like you did your homework, so nice job. But, yeah, I think it's definitely possible. I think it's especially possible considering you're playing a Baltimore Ravens team that has almost no real corners right now. So we'll see what kind of production he can put up. I think maybe the biggest threat to Cooper Cup season is that the Rams beat the Ravens tomorrow, the Cardinals lose to Dallas, and now that Week 18 game against the 49ers is a little bit meaningless. Uh, Maybe the Rams rest the starters because they know there's a possibility they'd play the 49ers in the playoffs in that opening round of the wild card. Um, I think that's the biggest threat to Cooper Cup. But records are one thing. It's even more important to have them healthy for the playoffs um, in the grand scheme of things because this team is ultimately going to be judged on whether or not they can win a Super Bowl. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I I think um, Cooper Cup would probably say the same thing, right? Having that record would be nice. Having that Lombardi trophy probably a little bit more nice, nicer. Um, So uh, records are what they are. But, um, you know, if you're not winning ballgames, if you're not advancing the playoffs, and really, what is it all about? Um, What is this for? It's almost an existential crisis. Um, What are some of the matchups you're looking for on the defensive side of the ball? What can we expect um, from them? Yeah, I really want to see the Rams athletic edge rushers uh, just create chaos against Huntley. Um, We've seen the impact of Von Miller and Leonard Floyd against teams like the Cardinals and Seahawks, where you have those athletic scrambling quarterbacks. So uh, Von Miller's really been a difference maker in that area. Uh, He's only had one sack as a Ram. Really would like to see him get some more. I think this is a good week to do it. So I think that pass rush is really going to be key, just because you want to prevent the Ravens from pushing the ball down the field to those really speedy receivers. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I, and, and, that's, and that's one thing the Rams can do, right? But we've seen them get gashed by those mobile quarterbacks before. So that's, that, that kind of gives me a little bit of pause when it comes to, to getting Huntley moving around because we know he can run. Um, he certainly has mobility um, and he can get that ball downfield. So um, it's going to be a tough test for them um, on that defensive line. Hopefully AD can step up. Jalen Ramsey can step up. I think it's going to be um, – a great game. I think it's going to be a lot closer than um, people think, or maybe people are just thinking it's going to be close anyway. I don't even know what people are saying, but JB, who do you got in this one? Who's going to win? I think one thing that's working in the Rams favors is that the Ravens have played the Packers and Bengals recently. So those are descendants of the Shamave coaching tree. The Rams have a lot of film. They know what works and what doesn't work against this team. I think the Rams are going to build an early lead and they're going to come away on top. And Matthew Stafford's going to bounce back from that ugly performance a week ago. What do you think, Rob? Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, Stafford is, yeah, he'll have bad games, but he typically follows that up with something good. So let's hope that's the case. Um, Yes, we know Huntley can throw the ball. We know he can run, he can scramble, and that offense can put up points, but so can the Rams offense. Um, I think they're going to get the job done. 31-28 is my prediction on that. So um, let's see how it shakes out. We'll talk about it next week, I'm sure. you brought up something before we get out of here. Let's talk a little bit about the playoffs because we're starting to get a clearer picture. We know the Rams are going. It's just a matter of where they're going to be seated and whether or not they're going to have a home game. Right now, 
They are um, on top of the NFC West at 11 and four Cardinals right there on their heels at 10 and five. Um, so JB, are you a Dallas fan this week or are you a Cardinals fan this week? Definitely a Dallas fan, which not really a big fan of saying that, but that's okay. I just think you're, you're very likely to play one of the NFC West teams the first round of the playoffs. I would hate to give the 49ers your best shot in week 18 and then have to turn around and play them the next week just because we saw, we've seen Shanahan really have McVay's number. So I think in a perfect scenario, you're resting your starters in week 18. But that does threaten records for people like Cooper Cup. So that's tough to see. But at the end of the day, wins matter more. Yeah, and and I'm I'm right there with you. I, I think it would be better for them to wrap up that NFC West, get that win, and then rest the starters um, the last week of the season. You know, as much as the 49ers can make us nervous as Rams fans, as often as we talk about Shanahan having McVay's number, you know, you got to be able to get these wins in the playoffs. You got to be able to beat the good teams. Uh, the Niners are clearly a good team. Um, and I, you know, to me, there's no better way to get that monkey off your back than to do it in the playoffs, um, send them back to San Francisco. Um, and you know, Hey, have a nice off season courtesy of the Los Angeles Rams. I think that'd be a good way for the Rams to do that. So, um, Likely, like you said, they're going to face either the Cardinals or the 49ers either way. So when you talk about those the, those divisional matchups in the regular season, um, they tend to be um, a bit unpredictable. So obviously in the playoffs, even more so. Um, interestingly, before we get out of here, since we're talking about the 49ers, obviously they have um, the Texans this week going to SoFi to take on the Rams next week. They have a, they have, they have a new name under center. Uh, JB, what do we make of Trey Lance? Yeah, and reports seem to indicate that maybe the version we're going to see of Trey Lance this late in the season is going to be more advanced than what we saw of him early this season. He just didn't – he was a raw prospect. He didn't really look like he was prepared early this year. Um, but, yeah, their, their playoff hopes uh, are, hin- are hinging upon him. They play the Texans this week, and we saw them give a fit to one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL and Justin Herbert a week ago. So it's not going to be easy for them. It's still the Texans, but really, I just, I'm, I'll be watching the game just to see what they have, not for this year, but also moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we don't know what to make of Trey Lance, right? Um, is he going to be, you know, the next Lamar Jackson, the next Patrick Mahomes? Who knows? Right. The, the fact is, we just don't know. There's not enough tape on this kid to really know what we're going to get. What I will say is that there's no better offense for a young, inexperienced quarterback to um, step into than Shanahan's. And the reason why I say that is because they are run first. Right. It's all about running that football. So I don't think having that new face under center. Um, really changes the game plan for the Rams defensively. Obviously, we'll talk more about this next week heading into week 18, or maybe we won't. Maybe it's going to be a case of the Rams resting their starters for the playoffs. Um, I hope that's the case. So um, it all remains to be seen. And um, before we get there, obviously, the Ravens. JB, it's been good talking to you, man. 
Of course. And hopefully the Rams lock up the NFC West this weekend. That sure would be nice. Yeah, absolutely. I'm right there with you. Um, be a great way to close out the season um, and begin the off season with another NFC West banner hung up in the building. Um, JB, obviously we are both here for the church show times. If the readers want to, or our listeners want to find you, where can they do that? Right after the game, we'll have winners and losers. So it's always fun to post that column and talk about it on a weekly basis. So what about you, Rob? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I like to read that column myself. So um, I don't pop in on the comments sometimes. It's hard, but I try not to. Um, but I can be found on the Twitter machine at Robert Finn is me. So drop in, um, see me live tweet or not about the game. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. You just never can tell. But um, in any case, for JB Scott, my name is Robert Finn. This has been the Turf Show Times Last Minute Thoughts, and we will be back next week um, to recap the game and talk about the last week of the season. But until then, go Rams.